welcome to the Sharing Secrets podcast with me, Jen. This is my space where I want to share the secrets I have and that I've learned from other inspirational people on how to live a happy, healthy life. I started this journey into self-discovery when I had a back injury three years ago. This has put me on a roller coaster of emotions, but I believe that we need the good and the bad days to really appreciate life. I discovered Ayurveda, an ancient Indian holistic approach to life, and this has really opened up my mind on how we can heal our bodies from a totally different angle. I will share the secrets I am learning as I discover them. Each week, I will also be joined with someone I believe is inspirational and has a secret or two to share so we can all get our toolkits together for whatever comes our way. Along with the secrets, we will share recipes, books, and new potential Instagram followers to fill our feed with more of what we need to see. Now to receive the new episode every week, please subscribe to any podcast player and help me grow by rating and reviewing the show. Thank you. Now let's see who we have today. Welcome back to episode seven. Guys, I hope everyone is feeling okay about the easing of lockdown. It's such a strange time and there's a lot of emotions and uncertainty, but I really hope everyone is keeping strong. I have been up and down myself and going with all the emotions, but I do have to say that the podcast and Instagram is really keeping me focused. It's keeping me focused on all the tips that we're learning and how to keep our minds focused and keeping me on the on the right path. So I really hope it's all helping you as well. All the interaction and all the feedback has been a massive support for me as well. So thank you again for everyone who has taken the time to, to let me know how much they're enjoying the show. Now, this is a great show I have for you today. I am super excited for today's guests. Yes, plural, we have guests. Now, I have found a podcast during lockdown. It made my daily exercise much more exciting. Charlie and Amy make up the duo that bring to us birthday skin. This is a podcast all on skincare. I love it. They make me giggle, especially when I'm walking along my own. I can have awkward, giggly moments. These guys give so much good advice. They are just two girls on a mission to find out about skincare and what's good and what's not. They are sharing so much over on their podcast, so definitely give it a listen. I've got so many tips from them so far. And we all want to know that what we're buying isn't a rip-off. How do you know what you're buying is good or not? Then I mean, you can write anything on a packet, can't you? So these two are doing all the research and they're giving us the answers. It's great. Now, both Charlie and Amy live in Manchester, so we're doing this via Zoom. As always, my producer and sister Erin isn't the happiest with the sound quality, but please bear with us. We are doing our best, and it's all we can do in these circumstances. I have never met the girls, but I just knew they would have loads to share. So let's meet them and see what they have to say. Hey, guys. Hello. So we have Amy and Charlie and I'm learning who is who now because when I'm listening to you, I can never tell who's who, but I think I've nailed it. Um, and this is the first time I've done a, a three-way on uh, Zoom, so this will be fun. And hopefully we don't all clash each other. But thank you so much for giving up your evening tonight and talking to me and sharing secrets for me and the people that like to listen. You have got quite deep secrets, which I'm glad. I quite like that. And you've also got some skin secrets, which is the main reason I did invite you on in the first place. Because your podcast has just taught me loads. I'm not all the way through. I found your podcast at the start of lockdown 
and it just makes me laugh so much and I feel like I'm listening to my friends and I got a few of my friends on your podcast as well it's just you are so funny you're such a good two to listen to I've been thinking recently actually how weird it must be to hear to listen to the podcast from the start and like hear the stories because so much has changed since we started yeah like had different boyfriends we've lived together we've moved out changed jobs yes so so much because when did you actually start 2018 yeah, it was like in July, wasn't it? My uh, favorite yeah. bit and the bit that I remember because it's when I first started listening. Because I haven't, I've not got all the way through every episode yet. But right at the start, I think it was, I think it was the first or second episode when I think it was Amy had a spot and you described it as a pubescent nipple. <laughs> I've got one of those right now. Now I know that these spots are not like pubescent nipples, and you were exaggerating. <laughs> when I get a spot like I don't get spots very often I'm quite lucky but when I do they are ridiculous like I'll go like this like I'll squeeze my head and you'll be there's about a centimetre that goes red doesn't it she's not not exaggerating they are like (laughs) (laughs) they actually are sorry to um Sorry to No, that. I want people to, to remember that because honestly, I was standing in a queue for a bank and I was killing myself laughing and everyone was just looking. I, I do find myself when I'm listening to you guys laughing and I'm always on my own. I look like a creep. So yeah, what made you decide to start the podcast? Obviously, you're two best friends and did you live together at the time of starting it? No. So, I mean, I'd go the first names because it was basically pestering you, wasn't it? You're obsessed with me. <laughs> um, so basically what happened was I was working at the same place uh, as Amy and we I've always been quite interested in skincare anyway just because of the problems I've had with my skin in the past. So mm-hmm. I've always been doing the research anyway to see what I could do. I literally would try every single product when I had a little bit of acne. So I'd started in this role and I was doing, being I was a podcast producer and I started chatting to Ames in the kitchen like you do with people at work. And um, I was like, your forehead is so nice. How have you got such a glow? And we just started talking, literally. I, th- I reckon we must have been stood there for at least 40 minutes, just 45 minutes, just talking about skincare and sharing tips. And like. And then I was just like, oh, my God, we need to make a podcast. Yeah. And Amy was really funny. And I was just like, oh, this gal is great. And, um, yeah, we just kind of kind of started planning it and I think I don't think you really believed me or thought I was being serious at this did you Ames? I didn't know I'm not like I wouldn't say I'm not confident but I'm not you're quite shy I'm I am quite shy and I'm not I don't know I don't know how to describe it without putting myself down but let's say like I'm not very confident so I would never do things that on camera like I would never ever think of doing anything like this and my background is a designer, so I've never had to do anything like yeah. that. And then when we just start a podcast, I was like, ha ha, yeah, what's off like, dickhead? I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then I remember being like, oh, um, so I really, really thought about it. And I was sat there like, oh my God, she's actually doing serious. serious. Oh no. Design the logo. Oh, because I didn't really know you that well either. Like, we'd only really yeah. had that chat. We literally had like, one conversation oh, and I was just like... Oh, really? I thought you were, like, best friends. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
You just had a nice smooth forehead, for, good for a podcast. <laughs> I have always been interested in skincare, but like, and I've invested in it and stuff, but I've never, like I said before, I don't really suffer with like acne or anything and I never have. So I, yeah. I've never delved into it as much as Charlie had before. So it's something I've never really described as like a passion of mine. Like it's an interest, but yeah. it was never a passion. So I've never really thought about creating something off the back of it. So I was just a bit like, well, what, what would we talk about? Like... What? Yeah. And you designed the logo, but did you come up, who came up with the name? Well, we were thinking for a while and then we want, because we knew the brand message and we knew the tone of voice and we knew what we wanted to talk about before we had the name. And because Amy's personality is just funny and hilarious, like we didn't want it to be like a serious name because Amy yeah. carries like the humour of the podcast, I yeah. think. And um, <laughs> we <laughs> we would like playing with like different names and stuff. And then I was like, oh, it's like your birthday suit because we want people to be like in the nude with their skin and like yeah. really have to cover with makeup. And then I was just like, oh my God, let's call it birthday skin. And then we did like a little, little poll and we went around everyone like, what do you think to our name then? Yeah. And, um, sometimes that's like, a good thing and sometimes that's a bad thing. Because if you love it, yeah. it's the worst thing you can do we sometimes. And if somebody goes, oh... <laughs> Hand, didn't we? And we were like, right, uh, like a proper trick question. What do you think when we say to you, birthday skin? Do you think that would be a good podcast about skincare? And she was like, oh my god, yeah, totally, because everyone wants nice skin on the birthday. And we were like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> not quite got it. <laughs> so good, I love, it. I really love it. We know what it means, so I guess that's, that's all the main thing. Really important. Yeah. At that point, but... it's two seasons you've done now, isn't it? Oh, God, well, we got interrupted halfway through the second season, which is depressing. Um, but obviously, pandemic's more important than skincare podcasts. So, so yeah, you've kind of stopped. I, yeah, we'd say one and a half. Well, what is it you both do? Because none of you are, like, skincare specialists or anything, are you? So I worked as a designer at a marketing agency in Manchester, and I was there for about a year before Charlie joined as podcast producer, but... My background has just always been in design. Like I did it through like through school until uni, and then got a job off the back of it. So that's I've never really experimented anymore with my career. That is it. <laughs> it's quite an exciting <laughs> career, though. And yeah, um, so you're have you always been a podcast producer as well, Charlie? No. So I did journalism at university, and I think that's where I found kind of I've always been quite inquisitive. And I think that's why I've always done research on skincare and stuff. So um, I tend, like Amy t- tends to carry the humour, I tend to carry like the really deep research and yeah. stupid papers. So I did journalism and then got into radio and worked in radio for a while and then just didn't really enjoy it. So after kind of five-ish mm-hmm. years and decided to just go into content marketing mm-hmm. and I ended up it was kind of by accident to be honest I had the skills and I was in a marketing company and uh, the CEO has a podcast so he's like oh we could do with some help like you seem to know be able to help us with it and then it kind of went from there so I've been doing that for two years now amazing so totally different and yeah you can see on the podcast you know Amy's humor is is good and then but the knowledge that you guys get and like the stuff that you find out I sometimes wish I wasn't walking when I was listening to your podcast so that I could write things down I'm always like having to go back we should do something we really should kind of have it out there so that people can have notes off the back of it yeah we have got a 
haven't we like stuff that we want to do there's like an endless list and like that's kind of one just of them like, getting it done we're just like a little pdf so people can just have it on the phones yeah um, of just summaries for every episode just being like right this is bad this is good this, this is what you need like, yeah like we always say eating loads of times we aren't we aren't experts but <laughs> i say with it's mainly charlie that does all the research and i honestly find it so weird that anybody but myself and a few of my close friends find me funny because I'm just like people are like you're so funny I'm like I'm up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really works I love it I've dived in and asked you to share some secrets and you've got a secret each and then we've got a, a bit of a skincare secret as well so I'm going to go into them so who wants to go first on their secret I didn't kind of want to say anything like too cliche but then I feel yeah, like everything I had to say was cliche in a way anyway. So I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. But me personally, if I could tell myself something when I was younger, it would be to spend more time with your friends. It's not exactly a secret, but I'd be grateful if someone said it to me, you know? Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I was like a long-term relationship girl. Like I think from about 15 to 18, mm-hmm. that's actually... Not that many years. I was going to say, I had two boyfriends in really long term relationships for three years. When you a year and a half relationship seems like forever, doesn't it? Yeah. I missed out on quite a lot with my friends. Like in school, there was a big group of us, like 15 of us, and we're still really, really close now. We talk every day, which is really, really nice. But there was a time when they were all starting to go out and they booked like a girl's holiday to Zante and stuff. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay with my boyfriend. Like, I don't even like going out and drinking anyway. And then now when I look back on the pictures, I'm just like, oh, that looks really fun. Like, I wish I was there. Yeah. So I wish I had told myself when I was younger, like, spend more time with your friends. Like, it's really important. Like, boys don't really matter. No. I say that like I'm some, like I'm some little stunning little princess that walks around with all the I think it's actually that, but that's such a good secret for now as well, though, because your friends are like so important. Like, I'm the same as you, I speak to my friends every day, and I've got such a close group of friends. But when your boy, especially in isolation, when your boyfriend's doing your head and when it's just you two in the house, it's quite nice, and you've got like this like great group of friends, isn't it? Yeah, it is great. That's also something like I wanted to talk about as well like I am now in a long-term relationship so I hope my boyfriend doesn't hear this and be like what (laughs) Um, he never listens to podcasts anyway never listens to ours (laughs) they don't it's not their thing you don't care that I'm a guest on something and it's just like no and I'm like right the secret was kind of split into two so the one was like spend more time with your friends blah 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 like it's really beneficial and like I said the group of my friends from when I was younger like the 15 of us like we still talk every day now and I think it's really important if you can if you do have that like quite close pack to keep them with you because these mm-hmm. are the people that helped you get to where you are and like they know everything about you yeah. like the secret about me would be disgusting like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to ask them <laughs> kind of like off the back of that when everyone spreads the wings and flies away to like move out of the hometown so I'm now living in Manchester but I'm originally from Blackpool and mm-hmm. out of the 15 of us only, I think only about five or six actually moved away mm-hmm. um, and obviously that's when you form new friendships and you get a job and like you meet new people but I also think it's really really important to if you can, so obviously it's not available to everyone, if you can live with friends as well, like 
don't get me wrong, like I can't wait to buy a house with my boyfriend in the near future. Mm-hmm. But I'm so grateful I've spent like the last six, seven or eight years living with my friends because I feel like you think you're close to somebody and yeah. then you move in with them and it's just like a completely a different mm-hmm. like you form. It's amazing. Like I loved it. Like I lived with my friend Amy, who I knew from home. We moved to uni together. I lived with her for two years. Like yeah. I've lived with people that I met doing a bar job when did move here. Like I lived with Charlie, and I'm now currently living <laughs> with my friend Fran. Who, yeah, I'm like really loving it. I just think it just forms like a completely different friendship. Like I think everyone should experience it. Like I have never ever been so comfortable like I said before I'm shy but I'm not like if I live with you I will walk around like my, my tits out like <laughs> I'll sit on the- I honestly I'm shitting myself moving with Cal because like he doesn't even allow it if I fart he's like that's disgusting <laughs> and I'm like if you saw me I'm like you would honestly finish I am vile I am just- <laughs> when you live with someone they really yeah. see like because you can't hide it there's nothing you can do like, why would you want to in your own place as well like, exactly i think it's really important obviously it's not available to everybody some people might not have that opportunity but if yeah. you do go for it because it's amazing like it doesn't always work out and it might not be what you expect it to be but when you find somebody that you are completely comfortable with like it will just take your friendships to the complete next level and it's you just make so many memories and you get so many little inside jokes and it's just great. Like, I just absolutely love living with my pals. Oh, so. that's so nice. And did you two get on quite well when you lived together? Yeah, we were just absolutely knobs. Like. Did, did you know each other that well? Yeah, because we'd, we'd been friends for like a year by then. Oh, okay. So it was when Amy, when when we started the podcast, we had basically moved back to Blackpool. And then when we moved in together, I'd broken up with my boyfriend at the time. We moved in together, but I'm just thinking back on the memories now. We literally used to just walk around that flat in just pants. I'd be in the shower and I'd be like, Ames, <laughs> just come and sit on, on the toilet and watch me. I've had a pimple and there's no toilet roll left. And I was just like, right, whatever. And I in the podcast where we actually like wax each other's bits. And I'm like, closest I've ever been to another vigil life. And I just... <laughs> It's just funny looking back on it, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know, like, but you did it live on the podcast. I've not heard that one. No, no, no it. Oh, okay. I would actually, I think I'd find so much pleasure in doing that. I would love to do, like, just to I mean, do that waxing. Probably can't know it hurts. And I was like, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. That is a true friend. <laughs> Very happy memories living there. Oh, it's a nice secret. I love it. And it's so true. And we really need to remember, like, your friends are so important. They're not going anywhere. And relationships, you know, some of them go away. So, yeah, that's so nice. Thank you. Okay, Charlotte, do you want to share your secret? Yeah, so my secret is letting go of worrying in situations that you can't control, which is something that I've had to, if not, definitely hasn't come now actually to me and it's something that I still have to really focus on and don't always manage to let go of worry so I'm not saying it like it's easy there's space in your life to be stressed out and you don't need it to be any longer than it has to be situations obviously vary from being stressed about a hair appointment to being stressed about really important life things but 
it's something that I, like I said, really focus on and really work hard on. And it, when I was thinking of this as well, it was <laughs> a memory came to mind and I know Ames <laughs> is going to know exactly what I was say. <laughs> but we were at work one day and we lived for context. Um, we worked in the middle of Manchester mm-hmm. and we lived about 25 minute walk away. We got this email and... Ames comes running over to my desk because I haven't seen the, this email from our landlord. And she's like, Charlie, the flat is flooded. There's a leak. <laughs> we hadn't been there very long at all. So what, the landlord but had messaged you to say that it had leaked? Yeah, but they'd like sent workers and there was water like coming out of the <laughs> coming out of appliances. And there were literally like sockets, fire sockets with water coming out of them. Like, oh my God. Horrendous. And Amy was like beside herself, like so close to tears. And I was just like, oh shit, right, we need to leave. We're both going to go home. So we both said, just said to our bosses, look, the flat, there's a leak. We're we need go to go. Home, but we don't know if we're at today. <laughs> so we start walking. And Amy's like, oh, but what if my phone frame's damaged? All those stitches and Polaroids I've got with Cal from all of my special holidays, they're going to be ruined. Everything's going to be ruined. And I was like, I'm so shallow. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, there were other things we were like, shit, what if this is our fault? Like, what happens if... Yeah, that's what I would be thinking. Yeah, Amy was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've left the shower running. I've left the tap on. I've left the dishwasher open. You didn't stay in the flat that night. It was just me. And I, oh, my God, I've left the tap on and it's flooded. So Amy was, like, cranging out. And I was like, look, we've got to walk 20, 25 minutes before we get to the flat because it's also no faster to get a taxi. So we literally had, like, nearly half an hour. And I was like, we can either spend this half an hour stressing out and getting there in floods of tears or we can just allow the fact that we don't know what it's going to be like when we get in there. The water might be above our heads when we get there, but there's nothing that worrying will do that will change this situation. So let's just calm down, walk quickly, laugh about this situation, think about funny things that might happen when we walk into the flat, we can deal with it. And yeah. then we got there and there were like two men in the flat and we were like, oh, hello. Hi. And, then, Hi. and they were just like, oh, don't worry, one of your pipes has come under from under your sink. And we were like, all oh, right. So <laughs> Amy would have spent all that time being beside herself, thinking she's going to have all these bills and all these problems landing on her head. Yeah. But it wasn't her in the first place. And I think that's just one one thing that I remember because from that point, I know Ames is always saying, like, Ames always reminds me, like, Charlie, don't, like, you can't control the situation. Like, don't chat about it. It's just something that I think you took away from as well, didn't you, Ames? Yeah, definitely. It's so easy to remind somebody else, don't worry, but when it's you and it's in your head, and I'm the same, I make it this massive, like, it grows arms and legs, and it's like, I would be like you, like, yeah. thinking there's so much things, and my boyfriend's always well, saying to me, stop worrying about something until it's something to worry about. You worry about it before it's even a thing, and it might not even be a yeah. thing to worry about, and I'm like, yeah, I know, yeah. but I'm really worried I'm- it becomes a thing. <laughs> Yeah, and I think if it becomes really overwhelming, I think the main thing that I think to myself or, like, the thought process in my head is, can you control this situation right now, yes or no? If it's no, then don't stress. If, if it's yes, then what, what can you do right now to change it? How can your behaviours and actions affect what's happening or how something might kind of 
end yeah. up in the end. There's no point in stressing about something. But if you can control what that's going to be like in the future, then do everything that you can in your power to prevent yourself from getting in that situation again. Wise words, guys. You're very wise. <laughs> <laughs> So you both said a secret each, which is amazing. And like I say, nice and deep. But I really want to know a secret on skincare because I do want to share one of your secrets that I have taken from your podcast. And it has definitely been about sunscreen. So I've actually got vitiligo, which is what Michael Jackson had. It shouldn't really be too much in the sun. And I'm, I, my friends laugh because I do like, even when it's hot, I do try and cover up, even though I love being in the sun. So I'm, I am quite conscious of skincare. It's so deep, the amount of stuff that you need to know. So I thought I liked sunscreen. And see, when I went to buy it this time, I'm like, right, okay, what is everything they said again? And UVA, UVB. <laughs> and then there's yeah. the, like the lip skincare. So yeah, I did, I kind of want to make people aware of that, but that is a really good secret. Every single episode, yeah. I am honestly such a stickler for SPF. I can't stress enough how important it is. And it, I, well, that was actually originally our secret, wasn't it? Oh, well, um, I've, I've stole that one. Sorry, but I love that one. <laughs> and yeah, now I'm constantly putting um, sunscreen on my lips and I've, I've got a bike in lockdown. So me and my boyfriend have been going cycling and I'm like, right, no need to get my sunscreen on my lips. But I put so much on because I'm like terrified now that I know that my lips are so sensitive. And I get like white, like what? I don't even know what you call it, but it's oh, like it. It's so There's a brand that I am obsessed with and it's SPF um lip balm and it's called alberson flora their lip balms are spf 30 let me just make sure somebody bought it for me it's yeah alberson flora they are amazing i mean they're okay. not cheap but i cannot leave the house without it on and i cannot go to bed without it on oh you wear it to, to bed so it's like just so nourishing yeah, it's amazing yeah because it is a nivea one i've got because it was just the one i could see that had on the packaging that had spf so i was like right i'll go with that one because it's there um okay so what was your skincare secret that you wanted to share i think the well i think i know the <laughs> shared secret for skincare is don't fall for packaging just because it looks nice and the branding is nice doesn't mean that it's right for you and yeah. it doesn't mean that it's a good product yeah including brands that are like we're all natural we're it's coconut oil blah blah because coconut oil is really thick yeah. like the molecules are so big that it's it really congests the skin okay. so their branding as amy can obviously speak about is there to entice you and mm -hmm. the packaging is there to entice you you really have to focus on what's right for you rather than the, the brand that everybody's got, the products that everybody seems to love. Just really focus on what you need it to achieve. And there's plenty of um, people out there that can help. I mean, if you can afford to spend on speaking to a, a girls like Lionie, they're our friends and they do little consultations and they can help you to kind of build a routine that works well for you because they know so much more than we know, um, but they are experts in skincare. Where are they in Manchester? No, they're based in London, um, okay. but they're doing a lot of, all of their consultations now are on Zoom. Their handle is at L-I-O-N-N-E dot L-D-N. They're amazing. If not, they share a lot of insights on their Instagram page if you don't want to yeah. invest in 
a consultation. Yeah, it, it just boils down to don't fall for the branding hype. I think that's it. Like what I found interesting on your podcast was so many of your friends will be like, oh, this product's really good. Uh, you should use it. Whereas you are like, no, like you've got a skin type. You need to use these things. So I think that's one thing I'm kind of struggling with. And there's so many things I'm like, oh, I want to buy this. I want to buy that. But I've actually just ran down all my skincare stuff and I'm now noticing what works and what doesn't. I'm paying more attention, but I'm like just desperate to get that skincare because you guys went to like Kiehl's and stuff to get a, an initial skin test. Was that what you called it? Yeah. So they pop a little, um, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a little swab thing and they'll like place one on your forehead and one on your cheek and it'll show how much oil is like on the swab. So they'll be able yeah. to tell you if your skin's like oily or dry. And then they've got this kind of um, machine thing that they kind of just like point at you and tell you how hydrated your skin is. Because like we speak about it on some episodes, but like being hydrated but being moisturised, it's like completely different. They're really good and they'll sit you down and do it for free. And they also won't push anything on you. Like I know it can be quite intimidating wanting to ask for free for something. Yeah, no, it's awkward. Because you get that you think, oh, they're giving me something for free. Like they're going to expect something in return. But I think Kiehl's are a really good brand because they'll you can literally just say, like, I don't want to invest in anything right now. I just want to find out what works. And they'll just give you samples of skin tests, which is really good. Yeah, yeah Kiehl's are good for that. I have been... When I spoke to Liony, they were saying that if you're going to do skin tests like that, you need to make sure that you've done your normal routine before and you're not wearing any makeup because anything okay. you put onto your skin, like oils or things like that, can slightly skew the results. Okay. Um, so try to do it in the morning if you can without any makeup on or without any heavy oils or anything. But it is a really, obviously, it's a super easy way to go and get your skin tested. But then I also did just think of another secret. I know we were so only supposed to have one, is don't overcomplicate your skincare mm. routine because mm. it will end up with, you'll end up with congested skin and it's not going to be fun. And that's something that I fell in that trap because I was like, God, we get, we've got so many amazing products that have been sent. I can't wait to try them all. And then I was just using so many that my skin was just like, oh, can't handle I'm absolutely it. sick of it. And as soon as I stripped it back, it just got so much better. So do you mean like your skincare routine, like what you use at night or in the morning, just, just keep that quite basic? Yeah, well, you just don't want to overcomplicate it. If you're putting products on top of products on top of products, and also if you're using things like coconut oil and... I'm just using that as an example because I know that it, it gets brandished a lot and there's a load of like YouTube videos of celebs making their own coconut oil face masks and stuff. But it, okay. it it's not good. You're completely suffocating your skin. And although we know that your pores don't breathe and they don't open and close, I noticed such a huge difference when I just took it back from a couple of serums on top of my moisture moisturizer toner a face wash and i even i don't wash my face in the morning with cleanser no. anymore i just rinse it with water yeah um, i'm the same i heard that a couple of years ago it doesn't make sense to wash your face in the morning does it like no, it feels a bit unnatural residue from like any products the night before then you really don't need to interesting that's another secret thanks i sneakily got that one out of you didn't i <laughs> actually there was another secret that you did jot down i don't know if you want to talk about it it was amy that had a an extra skincare secret yeah, I um I felt bad coming on the podcast as a guest from a skincare background and being like, spend time with your friends. <laughs> so I was like, well, if you want a skincare secret, mine is Sudacreme. Mm -hmm. 
That's it. <laughs> just a long invest in Sudafem. It's about what? So three cheap. or four quid for a tub. Everything. Put it on everything. There is not a night that goes by that I don't have like a beard of Sudafem. I just <laughs> it's a special night. Everywhere. You know, it's like I, I spoke before about um being comfortable and like moving in with partners and stuff like is that what you're gonna to go to bed my like? partner isn't looking at all. <laughs> i'm not like some sort of sexy little thing who will go to bed in like little tiny pajamas like okay night i'm like i fuck it i roll in i've got pseudocreme all over my face <laughs> and you know i i wouldn't change that for anything because i think it honestly is the answer to everything and why like, why is pseudocreme so good what is it good for spots Great for spots. Um, like dries them out? Well, it actually, it cleans them. So it makes sure there's no bacteria on your skin that's making it worse. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I always say to people, like, if you have, like, a prepubescent nipple spot on your face <laughs> or just any kind of spot, don't put pseudocreme on that spot and expect it to be gone in the morning. What I think the miracle of pseudocreme is, you pop the pseudocreme on the spot uh-huh. and out the pseudocreme this, that bacteria from that particular spot will probably spread to other areas and create more spots like have you ever had it where you've had like i've literally got it on my neck now like i've had one big spot admittedly i've popped it and i've had about six pop up next to it and i'm just like give me a break i think pseudocreme stops the spread of the bacteria like charlie yeah, said it's okay. just yeah it's, it's amazing i could honestly go on all day about how much i love it <laughs> And the yeah. smell of it just reminds me of like babies and smells amazing, doesn't yeah. it? So nice. We have literally says on the pack, right? Let me get it for you. I literally have one. You've got one beside your bed. Oh my God. He has it everywhere, the giant pot. So there's been funny times when we would live together and she'll be like upset about something or she'll be crying at the TV because she cries all the time. <laughs> and she'll be sat there like, no, Charlie, this is really sad. And I just look over and she's like smudged pseudocreme. Oh, on <laughs> Sorry, I can't take you seriously when you've got pseudocreme like that all over your face. Have you got your bottle there? Right, sorry. I've I've got the official pseudocreme packet here. Right, so it's antiseptic healing cream, and this is what it claims to improve. And it's a good good list, right? Nappy rash, eczema, surface wounds, sunburn, minor burns, acne, bed sores, and chilblains. I don't know what chill blaine is, but... I don't know what that is either, but great. That's like a wonder product. Sunburn, it does work on. Well, I burn I burn my patch quite often. I just call it my patch. Yeah. Um, and there's been times where I've burnt it fairly badly on holiday mm. through fault of my own not putting enough sun cream on it. And Sudocreme has allowed me to go to bed with sunburn and wake up the next day and it wasn't there. Oh, wow. Good to know. I've got the fear of being burned now. I had second degree burns down one whole arm once when I was in Miami oh. cycling. Oh, it was the worst thing. My friend had oh. to go and pop all the blisters like the whole arm was blistered it was horrendous and i've burnt my eyelids before like just my skin is just so sensitive it's just it's horrible so yeah that's why i thought i was quite good with sunscreen actually you can see my sunscreen right there it's open because it's always just like i can't go out when it's sunny yeah i didn't know to look for all the 
the extras that you told me to look for. So that was handy. Now, <laughs> the funniest thing, I have never laughed so much when I've received your sheet back that I send out when I ask for interviews. The reason I ask for a recipe, because you guys don't know me, but the reason I ask for recipes is because I'm obsessed with food, eating food, cooking food, talking about food, smelling food, watching food on TV. I kind of wanted to have some sort of foodness into my podcast. So I just wanted to get a recipe. And I kind of assume that everybody cooks. I kind of thought this was an easy one, but there's quite a lot of people don't cook. And Amy, you're one of those people that don't cook honestly I laughed so hard today when I got your your thing back so I'll let you describe what your favorite meal is <laughs> and what makes you so happy I do want to put it out there I am I'm not lazy in the kitchen at all does, so does think, yeah. oh you do cook okay I do sorry cook, but <laughs> I don't cook I'm not a catch at all <laughs> No, I enjoy cooking, but when you said, like, on the sheet, you described something that you would plate up and it would make you smile or the person that you're serving it to smile. Yeah. The only thing that went round in my head was a pie. (laughs) I just... It was like, I just love pie. Like, I'm not picky with my pie. Like, give me a chicken pie, a steak pie, like a meat and potato pie, like a a potato... No, butter pie. I just love... I just love the pastry. Yeah, it is good. A pie is good. Now you've totally got me wanting a pie. (laughs) But my favourite bit here, you said... I don't want to be a pie. I don't like gravy. (laughs) (laughs) You said that you always have a pie in the freezer for a rainy day. Once we've eaten the pie, a new pie is bought, not even 24 hours later. I can't sleep right if there's not a pie present in the flat. (laughs) (laughs) I always, there's like a space in the freezer where this, because it, I like, don't get me, I go all out when we get a pie, we'll get a big, big pie. Yeah, there's always a space for it. And whenever we're like, oh, what should we have for tea? Um, oh, should we do pie night? I'm always like, right, okay, well, if we do pie night, when are we going to go buy the pie to replace the pie that we've eaten? Because I don't like it when there is not an emergency pie. pie in the freezer. A pie, like, yeah, a pie is classic. But pies are <laughs> so good. I love it. Like, I'll go to the football with Cal and he'll be like, do you want? And he doesn't have to finish the sentence. And oh. I'll literally go, like, salivate. And I'm like, yeah, I Indeed. do want the pie. Mushy peas that probably cost about 15p out of a tub that's probably been there for like three years the gravy that's (laughs) sweaty as anything and you're eating it with the shittiest plastic fork that breaks as soon as you put it into the beautiful pastry like see when you're saying what is a butter pie i've never heard of that before is that an english thing it's basically just potato in a pie it's a potato pie it's the most lancashire pie I'm not gonna lie. We don't have when that in your picture. I wasn't. I wasn't overwhelmed. I, like I, I was just a bit like it's a potato pie. But then when you try it, is it got gravy in it or no? You yeah. just have the, you put the gravy on top like a normal pie. I've never mm. heard of a butter pie. You're a weirdo. Never the, heard of it. The fluffiness of the potato is what keeps it moist. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. It, it sounds like it'd be really dry, but it's not. But anyway, yeah pie um i'm passionate about pie like i said i don't buy them but i do like a marks and spencers or an aldi pie they do really nice ones one thing i can say that i do make myself like i said i'm not lazy in the kitchen (laughs) is tender stem broccoli right cook it in some butter like doesn't even matter how many spoonfuls you put in the more the better go ham on it Mm -hmm. you're about 
to eat a third pie. Like, I don't think you're going to be asked about calories of the butter that you put your broccoli in. <laughs> loads and loads and loads of garlic and loads of salt and just, like, cooking the buttery garlic sauce. And it's lovely. Oh. Do you do that you know, in the oven or on a pan? In a pan? Just in the pan, just on the hob. Just oh, pop it on. Lovely. And then the, like, heads of the broccoli will, like, absorb all the butter and the garlic. And, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you're making so, me hungry again. Beautiful. Tonight is a yeah, night for gorgeous. a pie as well. It's wet and cold. It it's is. a pie night. I haven't even eaten We're a pie yet. Oh, no, I you'll be hungry. You. Salvating <laughs> over a pie. Yours might not be so exciting now, Charlie, I'm afraid. <laughs> no. Well, I realised that I said a very vague thing that I, I make by hand. And then I realised that I need to go into more depth. So I'm bringing some more depth with mine. Okay. And I actually have to admit that after I'd written this on a sheet, I was like, I'm going to make this for tea. And I have stressed how easy it is to make on the sheet. And I did it wrong. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, Got a bit cocky in the kitchen there, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Basically, it's just flatbreads. And it really doesn't sound very exciting at all. But they're so versatile. You can have them for breakfast. You can mm. have them as a snack. You can have them for lunch. You can have them for tea. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they're very versatile. <laughs> So I would like to take you through a day of flatbread eating if you were chocolate. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, you've made the flatbreads the night before, obviously, and you roll them out really thin and then you put butter in the pan with some salt and some garlic and then you fry them until they go brown and like you turn them and then you take that out and you leave it to settle and then the butter will kind of soak into the flatbread mm. and then you fry two eggs mm -hmm. uh, you get a bit of chili mm -hmm. and then you take some yogurt you put that on the flatbread um, what kind of yogurt get some uh, like just natural yogurt. yogurt okay and then some chili chutney and then you mm -hmm. spread that on half of the flatbread and then you put the eggs in with the chili and, and a garlic or whatever else you want to put in there mm -hmm. and then close it and that is technically mm -hmm. a dishoom breakfast if you've ever had an egg naan for breakfast at dishoom that's what it is and it's oh. amazing that sounds amazing. And then, yeah, and then for lunch, I would have a garlic flatbread, probably with just some chicken, some salad, a bit of yogurt maybe. Or I'll just have a, a garlic flatbread on the side of whatever else I'm eating because I eat a lot of food. And then for tea, I make blackened Cajun salmon flatbreads, which is basically you um, put the Cajun onto the salmon or you can use chicken or tofu or whatever, whatever you want to do, rub it in and let it settle and then cook it in the oven until it's literally turned black. Use yogurt or each chutneys, salad, onion, cucumber, pomegranate seeds if you mm. want to go bougie, um, some greenery <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then break the salmon up and put it on top. Oh, a day of flatbread sounds good. Yeah, I did that last week. But then I went to make <laughs> flatbreads for tea. And um, yeah, I did it wrong. Like I say, you were getting too cocky. Guys, you're getting me so hungry and I've had my tea already. It sounds so good. I Thank haven't you. had mine at 20 past nine. Well, your flatbreads don't take long. Just whip them up. Or go and get a pie. Pop it in the oven. We'll be ready soon. Oh, I need an emergency pie. <laughs> yeah. If you were still I living together, you would have had that emergency pie. <laughs> yeah, always. I was just about to say that your really bougie salmon flatbreads have made me sound really common. Like, yeah, just get an Aldi pie. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the actual, the actual story behind the flatbreads is that um, it's like a family recipe, which is the 
one of the other reasons why I picked it because it's actually, yeah, it's nice. actually means to me as well. And so it's my auntie's recipe and my auntie, my mum's mum. So my nanma is Indian. And she, like they always, my mum always tells me stories of like when my nanma used to make um, flatbreads, chapatis, naans and stuff. And like how she would, like the techniques that she would use to turn them and like flip them and not burn herself. Yeah, um, you're doing that like, with your hands. People obviously can't see you, but do you flip them yeah. with your hands? Yeah, yeah. You just flip. So you like spin it and lift it, and then it and then flip it at the same time. Oh wow! So it's like okay. a, so palm up and then spin it. Like I can't really describe it. Yeah. Okay. But it's like a fast, it's like a fast motion. I'm definitely gonna um, try that. Yeah, there are probably videos then, on YouTube of people doing it. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there will be. So it's just like the turning method. And it's like, I have a nice image in my head of my um, my auntie and my mom making like hot breads. Yes. Yeah, it's, like it's nice. It's nice when it means something as well. And that makes you smile. So that was the whole point. You both nailed that mm-hmm. one. So my next thing is a book that I quite like to ask for because I'm traveling a lot. Well, I was before lockdown traveling a lot between London and Aberdeen and um really got into reading and I didn't want to just like sit on my phone all the time so I was like right I'm gonna get books and I really want to read books anyway so I'm getting through them and the first one I read was I'm trying to remember who said it I think it was Amy the Dolly Alderton book oh it's the best book ever I loved it I couldn't put it down it was just like she could be you right in the book because it's like she has all the same experiences isn't it it's just so relatable like so it's everything I know about love but that's her only book at the minute isn't it like I know she's writing a novel but I just think like that book is it talks about relationships with partners it talks about relationships with friends like it touches on relationships with family like I just think it's such a relatable thing and I think that's really important when you're reading to be able to be like oh yeah like I know how that feels yeah it was quite a while ago I think it was about two two years ago I actually finished it so I couldn't say directly like oh yeah she this is why it's good like this story's great because Mm. I've kind of forgotten but I always just remember if someone's like what book do you really like I'm like you should read this it's yeah. really good it's really relatable like, she kind of covers things that I don't know like it's just so honest like the stuff that I when reading that and I thought oh yeah I felt bad about that as well but it's normal totally and makes you realize that everybody has the same feelings everybody goes through yeah. the same you know yeah. you were talking about that worrying thing earlier like everybody is the same yeah, but you, you think know. that you're the only person and you're this crazy yeah. psycho girl and you're like no yeah. everyone's exactly the same unless, unless you're a world record holder you'll never be the first and you'll never be the last to have those feelings i actually don't have it just now i gave it to my sister and she's still reading it but yeah it's so good yeah it's one that i kind of want to keep reading and just because like i'm kind of like you you kind of forget but you remember being like oh <gasps> Yeah, it's so good. That's so, yeah, I get it. Charlie, your book. Yeah, yours is a, another kind of like memoir autobiography. And he is an yeah. absolute hero of mine. I love Elton John. And I don't love Elton John. I fucking love yeah. Elton John. He's like he a is. hero in our family. We just, oh, so good. I love him. And before I get into this story, I have to say that my boyfriend bought me tickets to go and see him. Um, for Christmas last year in November this year yeah and I'm just praying to the gods that I get to see him yeah because I I think I think it will get it will get rescheduled I've got four sisters and my dad my dad's massive Elton John person so he's kind of like brought us all up so the six of us have gone round to every concert for the last like five years because it's like this is gonna be the last one it's gonna be or must be longer than five years 
hot. Yeah, I'm so excited. But then as one of the other presents for Christmas, when I got the tickets, I got his autobiography as well. Yeah. Uh, from Alex's mum and dad. It's, it wasn't, I've seen the film, I've seen Rocket Man, And as much as I love Elton John, like I wasn't enamoured by the film. Um, okay. I think I just preferred the um, the Queen, I've forgotten what it was called, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody, yeah. Um, a couple of years before. And I started reading this book expecting that I knew everything and he I mean for the the reason why I chose it was because the question is, is choose a book that's like inspirational and I think he's very I think on the same wavelength as him anyway but then his stories of failure success chance and um timing is all are all things that kind of resonate with me anyway but to hear it coming from somebody who is so well known and mm-hmm. has had so many personal struggles mm-hmm. but continues to do good for mm-hmm. other people yeah after being so kind of troubled with addiction and um abuse loss yeah and abuse yeah it's just really i think even if you aren't the biggest fan of his music it's still a really interesting story because yeah. it's just the way that his his life has been from being a kid to then suddenly being in the spotlight and not having the happiest of childhood and all of the problems that he's had he's managed to kind of really sum it up really nicely in a book that just kind of leaves you feeling really good about about everything about what you're trying to achieve about things that you've not succeeded in and um yeah I just um I just really like I'm one of these people that's just like, oh, if I hadn't have met you, then I wouldn't have done this. And if yeah. I hadn't gone there, then I wouldn't have done that. And yeah. like chat, timing and everything. I just really like. And I think um, it's like he's time. somebody that we can learn from because you can see he's he's went through a lot and he's made something of his life. And he's now got a beautiful family and he's got, you know, it's not just like fame and fortune. He's just, he's at, yeah, he's quite deep yeah. actually as well, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. I yeah. haven't read the book, yeah. but you've made me really, really want to read it. So thank you. Yeah, it's brilliant. Now, I don't want to have you for too much longer because Charlie, I know you need to go and eat your tea and we have been chatting for quite a while. But the last thing I'm going to squeeze from you is a quick Instagram follow. And again, I think it was Charlie that had said, you're, you're obviously quite passionate about when I ask for an Instagram follower and it's along the same lines of why I ask for an Instagram follower because I feel like we are surrounded by things that don't inspire us and it's things that make us not feel that good and you actually said about the Kardashians and yeah I, I do love watching the Kardashians and I love seeing them but I, I, I'm the same I don't watch them anymore you'd said about you not wanting to like yeah. have that because I feel it doesn't make you feel good. And I've said that a few times on the podcast. Like, we're just too yeah. busy looking at things that just actually give us a negative feeling when it can be controlled. So I'm trying to increase my following on more positive people and push my... Not that they're not nice people. They're just not doing much for me in yeah. my life. So it's kind of like what you've said. Yeah, I think the main thing... Sorry, Ames, I know I've been for ages. I'll let you have a, a second. I think the main thing is just that... I realised one day that I'd binge like five hours or six hours of keeping up with the Kardashians. And all I was thinking was, I want to go on a holiday like that. Mm. I want to have a nice house. Mm. I want to 
be able to not worry about money. I want to be able to have these things and not necessarily on that level and not necessarily the things that they have, but I was watching it because it was like something to zone out. And then I was realizing that that feeling was actually quite jealous. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the, the five or six hours I'd spent binging, watching pointless drama about other people's amazing wealthy lives Mm -hmm. did nothing for me to achieve something of my own Mm -hmm. and I think it's just I mentioned Love Island as well Ames I know you love Love Island and I watched it I didn't watch the last season but I watched the one before I'm not saying this because this is what I've always preached because I used to watch it but we've seen what that's done to people's mental Mm -hmm. health and we've seen what this gossip drama culture how it manifests in us and it's really bad and by the end of uh, one series of love island that's nearly 40 hours that's a that's a full working week by the end of one series i binge series and i watch tv Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that I'm, i'm not that kind of person but just be conscious about what you are feeding yourself with. Because yeah, because it's your choice of what you're putting in, like yeah. your visions, isn't it? It's like what's kind of feeding yeah. into you. I think I generally I'm I'm quite motivated and, and a career-driven person. So my initial thought was I could have spent that time working on myself and instead I've just been watching somebody else who's done that work, whether you agree with how they've made their money or not, those girls do put time and effort into their businesses and their yeah. careers and I unfollowed them a long time ago I think I still follow Kendall just because and probably Courtney too just because I think they actually share some quite nice pictures but I use Instagram less of a motivational place and more of an inspirational place to follow artists and see nice pictures but just honestly you're, you're gonna think that you'll miss those shows but then you forget about them so quickly that like they never existed So who are the people that you want to feed our positivity and our scrolling with? So I want to talk about a girl called Julia Bell. I follow a lot of people that have nice art, post nice pictures or have something good to say. And Julia basically makes politics really simple. And she's got a podcast called The Breakdown, which is brilliant. Mm -hmm. And she basically just takes the news that week and gets rid of the jargon, gets rid of the bias from wherever you might be reading the news. And she speaks to people and just makes it clear cut to the point. And she's got a bit of personality as well, which is great. So, um, I mean, a bit, she's got a lot of personality. It's not easy to do it. And I just really appreciate the time and effort she puts in. Um, Sounds interesting. And I've never heard of her before. So I'm definitely going to give her a, a follow. And it's Julia Bell. Yeah, so her handle, I think, is Julia Bell, B-E-L-L-E underscore X. Um, I'll put it on the show notes for people to follow. I always put it down there so it's yeah, easy. Great. And then there's a couple of artists, uh, Kinder Khalidi, which is K-I-N-D-A-H-K-H-A-L-I. D-Y and then Amira Rahim Art, um, A-M-I-R-A-H-I-M-A-R-T. Oh, I just really like their art and I always want to paint after I've looked at their pages. They make it look easy and then you try and I'm like, mm, it's not like anything like that. <laughs> Amazing. So Amy, now we're on to the last thing from you guys today, your Instagram account that you would like to follow. I think you probably are the same. You want to fill yourself with positive kind of stuff on your feed as well so and you had a few to give us didn't you the first one it's not exactly like an inspiring account that you need to follow it will change your life but it's something that 
I need my daily dose of. Uh-huh. And it's called Love of Huns. And <laughs> honestly, the most iconic page you'll ever see. I don't really know how to describe it other than it's just like not proper A-list celebrities. Like there's a lot of memes with like Cat yeah. Slater and Cheryl Cole and stuff. Like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Like I can't do it justice. Please just go and have a look. And if you don't find it funny, then we are not on the same wavelength. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a follow. Uh, it's amazing. You won't regret it. Okay. There's a lot of Gemma Collins content, and I honestly think that she was like made in a lab to provide happiness for everyone. Like, I absolutely <laughs> love her. She's amazing. It is. So, is that a lot of it like memes, did you say? Yeah, nothing serious about it. So, that's why I kind of wanted Good. to mention because it's something that I go to and like guarantee every post that they put out there, I will give have a laugh. friend tagging it because I'm just like, ha ha ha, I love this. <laughs> absolutely love it okay um, good that's not exactly in a bathroom one <laughs> like i said yeah, it's something funny though that's what we want rather than feeling jealous no i just absolutely love it i kind of found it a bit difficult when you kind of gave us this question because i was like hang on a minute i follow over a thousand mm. people on instagram like and that's only across one account i have quite a few accounts i've got like yeah. my personal account i've got an account for my design work we've got birthday skin so when I go on Instagram, there's a lot, like I see a lot. And I thought, I can't actually think of anyone that inspires me. Obviously, they're there, but when put on the spot, I couldn't think about it. But the two that kind of stuck out to me, the first was Malin Anderson. She was on Love Island. She was on one of the very first series. And she talks a lot about like grief, loss, body positivity. Like yeah. she's got a really sad story. You should give her a follow. She's great. Mm -hmm. Like she was abused by um, an ex-partner. So she posts a lot about mm -hmm. that. And okay. like, it's so sad. Like she lost her mother and then got pregnant to a little baby girl and then gave birth and then she passed away oh, so she talks cool. a lot about like grief and how she yeah. deals with it and i think that's not she's nice quite like well she's like open and like relatable and yeah. yeah it's nice to see somebody who's got that spotlight be so honest like her life isn't perfect but she tries to put it out there so people that might be going through something similar don't feel alone and i think yeah. that's really nice and you know what i think this kind of goes back to what we were just saying before these instagram accounts that they don't put anything up that's bad so it's almost like we're all thinking our life is so bad because it's, we've not got those big mansions and we can't go to those places on holiday and feel like your life isn't actually anything it's not worth anything and I'm never good at anything because I can't do it like they do it or like I just think it's put yeah. a really like hard feeling on us all and I think we're at quite hard points in life you know we're all like in this weird age of just before 30 and 30 it's just like a lot of pressure to to be up with that so I think now I'm finding a lot of people especially on my new Instagram account it's much better for me people are real and people are talking about the things this is good and this is bad and i'm having a bad day but this is a way to like get me out of it whereas when you look at that it's like oh they just always have good days things that they moan about are actually you know you'd love to have that that kind of thing to moan about <laughs> do you know yeah, what i mean exactly. i think with influencers and stuff or whatever like a lot of people who do have that spotlight on social media and like the very influencers and stuff they will like you said they'll put it out there as if their life is absolutely perfect and then when they do have a moan they'll be like oh my god like my makeup and my hair is just shit today and you just think is that your biggest worry yeah. like is that has ruined your day so when you see people who 
are in the same kind of like calibre and they are influencers and you mm-hmm. see them posting like I'm having a really bad day today like I'm grieving the loss of something or like mm-hmm. I feel shit or like that and you just think you know what like it is normal to feel like that and it's nice that somebody with such an online presence is so honest and open because it makes you feel like you're not alone and even these people who have everything like you think they have absolutely everything and they couldn't possibly have any struggles like it's nice well it's not I feel awful saying no I know what you mean they do but it's not yeah you're not finding glory that other people are finding upset you're just it's like it's more comforting to know that they feel the same yeah so nice yeah Absolutely. I think you had somebody um, else as well, didn't you? I am. Another one, like a girl that's very body positive. I was about to say body positivity, and I was like, that's not the phrase I'm looking for. <laughs> body positive. Chessie King, she is great, and she always talks about, like, feeling comfortable in your own skin. Her feed's really fun. Like, she will spend her day, like, painting, or she'll spend a day planning something, and she'll take you along with her, and it's not like the normal influencer that blogs about doing something that people care about, but then other people are just like i don't care do you know what i mean like they're all like oh my god that's amazing but if you just stumbled across their profile you'd be like well i don't Mm. give a shit like you've gone to primark today and bought 17 pairs of one pound thongs but whatever (laughs) i just think she's very fun okay i'm going up on a tangent here I've actually met Chessie as well as she was a guest on a podcast i've produced she's actually genuinely like that in real life as well so that's nice just as a as a caveat that obviously some people would be like, yeah, but they're not like that in real life. Just yeah. Genuine. Oh, okay. Again, I've never heard of her, so I'm definitely going to get a follow. So that's, you've given me so much today, guys. I feel like you've came with a lot of information. We like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I knew this would be easy. You're the first people that I've done that I've never met. You know, it's kind of like, oh, I'm just always going to have a chat with two girls that I think I know because I listen to their podcast and I laugh with them, but they don't know I'm laughing. <laughs> it's awkward. It's like fangirling, you know. But yeah, no, it's been really good. It's, you are exactly the same as you are on your podcast as well. So I can vouch for you too. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and sharing your secrets and inspiring us all with some of your wisdom and skincare tips and if anyone wants to know more skincare tips definitely go over to birthday skin podcast it's full of secrets and tips and um, i've learned so much and i'm on, i'm still in season one i'm not on season two yet season so. one's bigger so enjoy <laughs> <laughs> you'll get back to it after lockdown thank you so much guys thanks for giving me thank some time tonight well. and charlie go and get yourself a good old pie and feed yourself <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, girls. That was so good. I laughed and learned so much and such a diverse amount of secrets, so many angles. So thank you very much. I hope you all got as much out of that as me. And if you want to hear the girls, remember head over to the Birthday Skin podcast as well and you can hear more from them. Now back on to my secret for today. I've just got a small one because I do feel we learned a lot today and I want you to be able to digest everything. I'm going back to the matcha, but I'm not going to be pushing matcha down your throat. I know I've banged on about it a few times, but I understand that some people just love a coffee and I get it. I love a coffee. It's beautiful. Tastes amazing. I just don't like the, the crash that I receive after it. So I've studied and in Ayurveda, Spices are massively important. They are nature's medicine cabinet. They have managed to find how to help get rid of the crash. So the spice I want to introduce to you all today to match with your coffee is cardamom. 
it tastes amazing. It gives you a bit more of an Indian spice to your coffee. But it's also thought to reduce the acidity in the coffee and neutralise the overstimulating effect. This will help with the coffee crash and the lack of energy a couple of hours later. So you get it for longer and it's a bit of a smoother ride. So give it a try. I thought it was delicious when I tried it. And it means I can enjoy my coffee whenever I want without having the crash. Hope you enjoy that one and give it a try. Thank you again, everyone. I really can't thank you enough for your continued support and encouragement. And... I hope to see you all again next Friday with another exciting guest. Have a lovely weekend. Much love.